Hello and welcome to Bergos Now, the weekly podcast of Bergos Berenberg. Last week we took a look at the European earnings seasons together with uh, Dennis König and Maximilian Mahn from our active advisory team. So this week I thought we could look at a detail, a facet of what the active advisory team does and I have the great pleasure to sit here with Therese Schwarzmann who is responsible for the font selection. Hi Therese, thanks for being here. Hi Aurelia, many thanks for having me here. Can we start with um, just a bit of a general idea of what your job here entails? What do you do here? So um, as a fund selector, I'm uh, responsible for choosing um, active and passive um, investments in the equity long only segment, as well as in the fixed income segment. And the objective is to provide a broad range um, of investments um, for the various uh, client needs that we are having here um, in the bank. And if I have to imagine how you guys approach that as a team, um, what happens if you select a new fund? How do you do that? So each fund that we um, select for our high conviction list, that is basically our um, recommendation list, um, runs through a proper due diligence process. And um, the initiator for selecting a fund that could be various. So, um, <clears throat> for example, if we need a fund as a replacement for another fund that has performed less well, or if we um, uh, have identified a new client need, then we start to look for, for, new, um, for new products in the market. And uh, then what we do is um, we... Um, We first start with creating an investment universe, or we call it um, a peer group. And here we can already exclude certain funds that don't satisfy specific regulatory uh, criteria. And then starts uh, really the, the proper um, selection process, which first is uh, uh, purely quantitative. This means we are looking at um, risk criteria um, as well as performance criteria. And in that step, We first compare the funds, uh, we rank the funds basically based on their absolute and relative performance to peers as well as to, to the benchmark. And we also have a look at um, risk criteria such as um, sharp ratios, such as um, volatilities. And out of that we can already identify the most promising funds from a purely quantitative perspective. Mm -hmm. And then um, starts the qualitative part of the process. So we have identified a smaller number um, of funds uh, in which we look in, in which we dive into um, deeper. That means we check their, uh, the investment process uh, of the fund, we check the uh, risk and, and, and portfolio construction um, processes, and that uh, always involves um, a personal meeting with the manager mm -hmm. that can be um, that can be that we meet the manager, but it could also be um, uh, a phone call with the, with the manager. And what is important here is uh, that we have identified a consistent um, investment process that the manager um, follows, as well as a, as a portfolio construction that we, uh, that we trust in. And what is important here is also um, the team. So uh, what we don't like is if there has been um, a change of managers before, because um, usually um, the manager that is responsible for the, for the performance, we want to 
um, invest with exactly that um, manager. Mm -hmm. And looking at it a bit more generally, um, what do you think is most important when it comes to fund selection? I think what is very important is that um, from the beginning on we have a clear view on which um, market segment we want to cover with this fund or we, ha or we have to know exactly uh, which uh, role the fund should fulfill in the portfolio context. Mm -hmm. And the clearer our view is on, on these requirements uh, of the fund, um, the easier it is for us to look for, um, for the right product. And you're talking about strategies there, Theresa. Um, are there strategies that you have your eye on in particular or that, that you're particularly interested in at the moment? So what I personally find interesting at the moment is um, investing into uh, themes. Mm -hmm. That is a trend that uh, has become more and more popular over the last years, especially um, with private investors. And uh, we as a team, we have identified um, various um, mega trends from which we assume that they have a sustainable effect on the global economy, on certain companies, um, but as well as on the, um, on the society. So what we like about um, investing into, um, into themes that they are independent from market timing, that they are independent from, uh, from, uh, uh, from tactical considerations or from, from indices, but they, that they are long-term oriented and try to have a sustainable impact on, um, on our society. So within that, within those themes, which segment do you find particularly interesting at the moment? So what we think is particularly interesting is uh, techno technological um, innovation. And that is for sure one of the core themes uh, that appears in, uh, in various uh, thematic investments and uh, in various uh, sectors. We think it is one of the most important uh, drivers um, in the segment of uh, megatrend investing. And here, for example, when you think about robotics, automation, or artificial um, intelligence, these are themes that are that are up and coming and have been actually also accelerated by the current um, uh, Corona crisis. If you think of um, of robotics, for example, traditionally robotics have been applied only in um, in, in industry and in, in manufacturing, but um, in the last years, the the, the the spectrum of where these um, of, of where robotics are are, are taking place um, is um, is increasing uh, is increasing quite fast. For example, they are taking place in in the medtech sector as um, as operation uh, robots. Uh, Theresa, allow me one last question. Um, just because you mentioned it, you kind of touched on it a little bit before um, the last month, obviously, considering that we had to live through this crisis. They have shifted our view onto certain fields and, of course, the success rate of certain um, industries quite a bit. With that in mind, has a lot changed in your view? So what we have seen is that the corona crisis has accelerated um, several trends. When you look at, uh, at e-commerce, this has increased um, greatly during mm -hmm. the crisis. Mm -hmm. And that has also led to an increase in, for example, uh, digital payments. 
as well as work from home as for example increased um, the need for better cybersecurity um, solutions uh, for companies mm -hmm. so a lot of trends that were there already before um, have been accelerated by the corona crisis and as such we see especially in the space of technological innovation mm -hmm. um, more and more um, investment opportunities which uh, we deem attractive. Thank you so much, Therese, for this detailed insight and um, introduction into what you do here at Bergos Bierenberg. And we thank you very much for listening. Next week, we will be back with another look into the art markets and what's going on over there. Until then, we wish you a pleasant weekend and a successful week. Bye-bye.